amazing awesome i hope you guys have all been well today i'm just gonna gist a little bit and maybe share one scripture with you but i really just want to gist a little because we haven't seen ourselves this week right and i'm surprised none of you messaged me to say ma you haven't come online where have you been is everything okay do you need anything from me what's up we haven't seen you but that's fine i'm sure you know that we're just busy making sure things are getting done um <clears throat> not things for blacksmith not at all more so things for the family for the nation uh, making sure that we have resources, making sure we're creating opportunities, making sure we're building so that we have something to look back at and say, this is what we did. That's what I've been up to over these last couple of days, making sure we actualize the word, making sure we infuse life with our physical abilities with the word. I hope that makes sense to you. I told you, and I will always tell you guys, it is not fair for us to keep word and just hold it. It's also got a job to be delivered, right? Yes, we hide the word in our hearts, but we've also got the responsibility to keep sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. Imagine if Rabbi sits down and keeps quiet. Is he even on today? Um, keeps quiet about all that this gospel has done for him. It will be almost like an affront. An injustice, if you want to put it that way. He now has the responsibility to go out and speak about what this word and what this work has done for him. Yeah, so our responsibility is to still go out and proclaim this gospel, proclaim the word that we're hearing, making sure that it gets to wherever it needs to get to per time. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't have too much to say to you tonight um, other than I've been observant over these last couple of days. I've been watching people and I've been understanding people a little bit more. And when you grow in the word and when we mature in the word, when you understand people, it helps you to become more tolerant to them. When you understand how people operate and maneuver and when you know the mind of man, and how they do certain things, it enables you to better know how to lead. You're now in control when you know. That's the beauty of knowledge. That's the beauty of information. That's the beauty of understanding. When you know something, you are now in control. Do you understand that? You might have to note that somewhere. Knowledge is, of course, we say knowledge is power. Power is knowledge. knowledge. Knowledge truly is power because when you know you are in control, you are now informed enough to make decisions. You're informed enough to act upon. You're informed enough to make a choice on what you know. So knowledge and information is vital and key in this stage of work. However, I've now clocked that certain people and some people have an expiration date on learning. Some people have self-resolved to stop learning. Some people have taken it upon themselves to decide that this is where I park my bench on knowledge. 
such a dangerous place to be and you find it most prevalent in the black community, unfortunately. Is Rabbi on? You find it so prevalent in the black community where people just decide that I'm going to stop learning. It's not something that they say with their mouths. It's not something that they say uh, or in a message. It's you will know by their action. How can knowledge and wealth be right in front of you yet you reject it? You've rejected it because you've decided to stop learning. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience and exposure now and watching people and I'm just thinking you've just decided you've got to a place in your life you've got to a height in your life where you're so comfortable with what you think you know you can never progress from there it's such a dangerous place to be and this is why you've got to be constantly exposed and challenged with problems with situations that will cause you to get the knowledge to think I'm trying to think of a scripture that will help my point this evening and I can maybe just go to maybe one or two tonight that may help us understand what I'm saying on a deeper level. If you are not exposed to knowledge and information, you will not evolve to places where you can recreate a new world. If we want a new Africa, if we want a new Nigeria, if we want a new Ghana, then guess what? We're going to have to be endowed enough with knowledge, but the kind of knowledge that is revelational knowledge, it, it's light that has its manifestation in time. It has its manifestation in time. So maybe let me just read this one scripture to you. And it's as simple as this, Matthew chapter 4, if we can start from, I don't have a Bible in front of me to see where I wanted to start from, but if you start from verse, I want to go to verse 19, but if you can start above that so that we can flow into what it says there. I would have used scriptures like when the, uh, when the young man came to Jesus and said, I've done all these things, but what else can I do to inherit and Jesus said, sell all your worldly goods and give it. To, in fact, he said, give all your goods to the poor and then come follow me. We're still going to read that one after. Maybe Jemima, you can get that scripture ready and you're going to help me read that. So if we can start from this Matthew chapter four, verse 18, I believe, is where you will need to start from. And this was Jesus trying uh, getting Peter to get him uh, to... Um, this was Jesus calling his first set of disciples and he was calling upon Peter. So now I understand in order for us to be exposed to a new realm of knowledge and understanding, we've got to drop what we know in order to follow and then pick up what we ought to know. If you want to come out of the situation that you're in right now, if you want to move from the place you're in right now, you're going to have to disband everything that you know in order to follow something different that will give you different results. Now, let's look at this case of Peter. I'm still speaking about knowledge being one of the most important things that each and every one of us will have in our artillery. I'm speaking about the ability to be teachable. I'm speaking about the ability to learn. 
You never stop learning until you decide to stop learning. I hope this scripture will help somebody today because this will open our eyes a little bit more to how we keep going and how we keep progressing as a family. The only way Pastor Nikki is able to do certain things and all the leaders that you see in front of you are able to do certain thing is, things is because we've decided to not stop learning. We want to keep discovering, we want to keep exploring, we want to keep creating. And if we're ever going to do that successfully, then we've got to keep our knowledge bank, our learning bank open. Let's read this Matthew chapter 4 from verse 18, please. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, yeah. he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. Yeah. They were casting a net into the lake. You keep moving that and that's quite distracting. See if you're going to keep it still. Go on. Come, follow me, Jesus said. Do you see the call of Jesus? He just saw these two guys, these two brothers work, walking, Simon and his brother Andrew. They were busy walking, uh, sorry, they were busy um, casting their nets while Jesus was walking. So where did Jesus find them? While they were working. So they knew something. They knew that casting their nets will go get fish, right? They knew that casting their nets will, keep, will get them the catch of their day. So they had a, no, a knowledge. They had a type of knowledge. They had a way as a result of their knowledge. Because what knowledge is supposed to do is give you a way. Isn't it? Knowledge is supposed to enlighten you to do certain things. Knowledge is supposed to give you the understanding on how to do certain things. So these two brothers had an understanding and a knowledge that in order for us to get fish, we're going to have to put the net out. But Jesus was walking and said, listen, come, follow me. What he was telling them to do at that moment was drop what you have. Stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing and come follow me. Now, the question will be, who is this man? What audacity? What for? They already know that casting their nets can get them the fish. What can this guy do for us by just the simple call of come follow me? Based on what? But again, so that I don't go too fast, go on, keep reading. Come follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out to fish for people. Mm. At once they left their nets and followed him. Beautiful stuff. The Bible says at once they left their nets and followed him. They hadn't seen much yet, but they must have got a knowing about Jesus enough for them to decide to drop their nets. They must have understood enough from what they've seen of Jesus or heard of Jesus for them to stop their nets. I think you've got to read this in the Luke translation. Uh, you've got to read it in the Luke. Yeah. Luke chapter 5 maybe. Luke chapter 5. Have you got it? I love the way Luke put it. Got it? Let's read. One day. As Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, Good. the people were crowding around him. Yeah. And listening to the word of God, 
He saw at the water's edge two boats. Did you hear this now? So it wasn't just a case of uh, Peter and the brother did not know who Jesus was. There were people around listening to Jesus. There were people around. So he was preaching and teaching. Then, go on please, Ma. Left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Mm. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, yep. and asked him to put out a little from ashore. Mm -hmm. from ashore. Mm -hmm. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Yeah. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Hold on, stop it right there. So he sat in his boat and he was teaching. You know, for me, when I, when I read such scriptures like this, I just consider it and make it literal. I put teaching into the place of wherever I've been called to lead or do anything. And I allow that teaching to work for me. So if I was Rabbi, and if I was Blacksmith and Son, if I was Basketball Nation, We Are Design Nation, I would allow the teaching of the word to sit on my business. Knowing that eventually I'm going to be asked for, for, asked for my net to go out. So when Jesus was going to deal with Simon and Peter, he wanted to see how much these two brothers trusted him, how much they trusted the word, how much they trusted teaching, how much they let go of their own knowledge. Because Jesus was about to put them to the test here. So he goes on, verse 4, please, Mark. When he had finished speaking, yes. he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Go on. Simon answered, mm. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Go on. But because you say so, I will let down the net. So before he even put the let net down, he let Jesus know, we've been working all day and all night, yet nothing has come. It's almost him still bringing his old culture and knowledge. All he should have done was do exactly what Jesus has said. He would have seen the results, even though we will get to the point where he did. Yet, when God is trying to, or when the word is trying to deal with what we know, there will still be elements of us there that will only get purged out when we see the results of what we have been called to do. Let me get to where I'm going to a bit better. So he said, Master, we've worked all day, all night, and we've, caught, we've not caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When? When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Yeah. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Go on. When? When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees mm. and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Mm -hmm. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. Mm. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Mm. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. I love this passage so very much. Very clear about how we have to unlearn to relearn. Those are one of the things that Peter had mentioned on Sunday. So all Peter had known at a time was not working for him. He was saying, I've been, I've been fishing all day and it's not working. Yet, but when the word came and taught him another way, it worked. All he had to do was follow. It wasn't about the catch. It wasn't about putting the net out. He's been doing that. What had changed there was his followership. 
What, he's changed, what had changed there was his obedience. So most times our learning ability comes from just our obeying ability, from our listening ability. Ability. What changed the perspective of a rabbi, of a basketball nation and all the things you see in front of us that are beginning to progressively grow? Their ability to just listen and follow. The verse, the chapter 4 that we read in Matthew, all it said was, come follow me. That was a call, an instruction. If Peter had not listened to that and continued the way he was, you would have seen that all he knew was his culture and all his culture would have got him was no catch for the day. But when he dropped that culture to listen to what Jesus had said to him, the instruction and the obedience to what Jesus had said, guess what? He had entered a new knowledge. And that new knowledge wasn't just good enough for fish, it was also good for people. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Maybe I'm going all around the world. I'm doing soft stuff tonight so that you guys... Let me just be honest with you. I haven't opened my Bible in a couple of days. So this just came to me in a scripture. But I was watching certain people as they're working. And I'm just thinking, you have just stopped learning. You do not see that this person in front of you... And allow me to speak of myself. You don't see that this person in front of you has almost like the key to change your whole destiny. But you can't see that because your culture is so heavily embedded in you. You are so programmed with your culture that you can't see life even if it slaps you in your face. You can't see destiny and future even if it pokes you in your eye. How do you change the trajectory of somebody like that? It can only be constant exposure to teach him. What happened to Peter? It was the exposure that came with teaching. So unfortunately, you can't employ somebody and begin to teach them. I don't think it works that way. I don't think it can because they will think that we're now level pegging. I owe you, you owe me kind of thing. When you go on a neutral ground with people, when you start a relationship and you want to get people to do a work for you, eventually, it can't start off with the work. It has to start off with relationship. And that relationship has to be word, simply. Has to be word. Eventually, we'll employ osas. Eventually, we'll employ charisma. Eventually, we'll employ all these people that we're beginning to work with. But our first relationship has to be the word. It has to be just come as you are. And when you come, you've got to learn that you've got to drop everything you think you know. You remember us as you do things like speaking in tongues. You had to drop that. It's fine. And it was fine for him to come in with. But we had to kind of work with that nature so that we can, or we have to work with that nurture rather, so that we can really get to the nature. And we're still getting to there or to it rather. And if we can get it completely right, there is nothing stopping charisma from being one of the most powerful people in Ghana. Absolutely nothing. Because all Jesus had done with this Peter guy is take him from one state to another. And when we find him in latter places in scripture, you will find him in positions of prominence and power simply because of his followership. Nothing else. He didn't give Jesus anything. Although he allowed Jesus to sit in his boat, 
It was just his, his ability to follow and obey. And I'm saying these things again because I think it's in our followership that we expose ourselves to knowledge. Do you understand that? It is in our followership that we expose ourselves to knowledge. If you choose to remain, then most times all you will know is all you can contain. And the, you, the way you will go and find knowledge will only be based on what you already know. Do you understand that? I'll say that again for somebody that didn't hear me. If you remain as you are, which is fine for some people and it's okay. But if you remain as you are, when you go seek knowledge, you're only seeking knowledge based on what you already know. And if it's too small, if it's based on your community that you're coming with, you ain't getting out of that community. You're not leaving there. You need to be exposed to somebody that knows more or somebody that knows all, if you like that will take you out from where you are to where you're supposed to be. If Osas can hold closely to a Pastor Chris, a Pastor Nikki and the word of PT, if a charisma can do the same thing, it would drag... I think I was having a conversation with Pastor Chris the other day and we said, yeah, I think this year for 11-11, we're going to bring Osas over. Are you telling me if this guy did not follow that he will have such exposure? Will he? Maybe in some years to come, maybe when he saved thousands and thousands of cities or millions, I don't know how the cities work, millions of cities, thousands of cities. You don't even know yourself because it's not really a currency you need, is it? And she's Ghanaian, don't miss a lot. I was about to say, oh, mommy, but that's not really a good thing to say, is it? Not good, no. And it's not just about the getting what we can give you. That's, that's the least of your concern, financially, no. The best thing that Charisma, Osas, and all the team from all over the world, and everybody listening, elite as a, in general, the best thing you can get from leadership is the word, is teaching. I love the fact that this scripture started off with, he was teaching. He said, and people were listening to the word. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word. That's what the scripture says there. That's where it starts. It's not, it doesn't start with the giving. We can hand you out as much money as you want. It won't change your life. What will change your life is listening to the word. Even when it doesn't make sense sometimes and when you don't understand sometimes, you can't completely comprehend it if you're trying to understand it from your natural standpoint or your nurtured standpoint. You will understand it fully when you get back to your nature standpoint because that's who the word is for. Of course, you've got to come as you are in order for you to receive it or, or to hear it, but in order for you to now receive it, we've got to get you back to your natural state. You've got to get back to the natural state. So you may have come in and heard the word of, oh, this is nice. This is fancy. This is good. But then the word comes in and says, okay, now die. Drop everything. Go back to the beginning. Go back to Adam. In fact, go back to dust. 
in that dust, we begin to breathe life and form the man that the nation needs to have or needs you to be. That kind of man knows that he can only live and be or breathe and become based on the knowledge given to him. So yes, be careful who is teaching you because every single day, if someone isn't teaching you, life is teaching you. Poverty will be teaching you based on where you're coming from or where you're going. Everything is teaching, so you've got to choose and decide who you allow to teach you, what you allow to teach you. If you're letting your Congolese community or your Ghanaian community or your culture teach you, then guess what? That's all you're going to become. Learning has stopped. But when you say to yourself or when you agree and say, actually, I think there is a higher level of life that I want to be exposed to, then guess what? You will just come across a person walking that will meet you where you are and begin to share with you the kind of knowledge that will get you to the places of life you ought to be at. What got Osas to where he needs to be? What got uh, Charisma to where he needs to be? I'm sure you would have just stumbled on a word. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't coincidental. coincidental. It was preordained. Now, what is your responsibility to make sure that you are choking yourself up with as much knowledge that comes with this word that causes you to be you, that causes you to be the Adam that God needs you to be, the life-given spirit. So when you say you want to go onto the campus and do the work there, all you're doing is saying that I want to interpret what knowledge has said to me. All you're saying is that you want to become what knowledge has told me to become. And if you're going to keep functioning on a greater level and a higher level, you've got to keep feeding. You cannot stop. You don't stop. You will go through phases where your knowledge is being tested. So now I understand in the book of Matthew chapter 4, I think, when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, knowledge was being tested. His resolve was being tested. His strategy was being tested because what knowledge will end up getting you to become is a strategist. Now that you know, and I started off with this, now that you know you're in control, when you're in control, you can create strategy. Is that not right? When you know something and you're in control and you know that somebody else doesn't know, you're in a position to create strategy. That's what this government has done to you. They've created certain strategies that have led to systems. So that's the next point. Once you know, what did I say again? Once you know, you're in control. When you're in control, you're able to create strategy. When you're able to create strategy, you're now able to create systems. That is how things go. In that chronological order, there will be things, of course, added there. But that's what knowledge does. Knowledge leads to system building. The government knows you don't know a lot of things and their job is to make sure you, stop, you don't know. That's why they tell you what curriculum and what teachings you should know because they want you to only know to a place. Mm. 
They want you to know to a place. They don't want you to know more than that. Don't you realize that in a normal life that you really have no time for yourself? There's never any time. By the time you finish your education system, you go straight into work. If you're not going into work, you've got to go straight into something else. There's never any time for you to grow and develop your own thinking system, your own thinking ability. There is no time. Why? The structure of this system has made it that way. They only want you to know so much because if you become too clever, if you become too wise, you take down what they're trying to build. You see, the power of this nation family, we can now say, Becca, you, you stop working now. The family will take care, from you, care of you. You just go learn. You just keep knowing. You keep developing. You keep getting better. By the time she has, has grown that brain, she will have the system that will, that will lead the finance institution. Are you following me today, guys? Are you following me? Some people have just decided to stop learning and it's so painful to me. It's so heartbreaking to me. It's, it's so, old, oh Lord, it breaks my heart. It does. Because I, all, I all also see it's not their fault. Even though it's their fault because they should also be eager to want to get out of their state. This one guy... And, you're doing like six, seven, eight, nine jobs at 25. Why? Why? Knowledge. Have you seen Ghanaian people and the way they work? It's a type of knowledge. So even in your nurture, yeah, there is a knowledge, but the knowledge is so capped and so faulty. It is unprogressive, but it's still a knowledge. So when the scripture says my people perish from lack of knowledge, it's not that you do not know, it's what you know. <laughs> or it's not that you do not know, what is lacking is what you should know. Because you know to read that scripture, you know to read the Bible, but it's what you should know that is lacking. This is what leadership what followership and the word exposes you to. The type of knowledge that you ought to have. That the world needs. That your community needs to progress. So yes, all those people that were speaking on Barclays there. And let me just be very honest with you. I got back into the car and I was talking to Pastor Shadi and Pastor Abba. And I'm just like, this thing is long. Because I know all these things that I'm saying. It's still not true. It's not true. I can say, okay, work hard and you'll be fine. And then it's still a type of poltering because I know for the nation, that's not how we got there. I wish I can say things like, hey guys, I'm glad I got you here, but it's the word that will make it happen. They won't understand. So what do we have to do? You see, it's always in God's interest to conceal a matter. It is now for kings to go and search it out. So if there were people there eager enough, guess what they would do? They will investigate some more. Who are these people and how are they able to do what they're doing? What is it about them? They will soon discover we are word people. I got an offer from two Indian ladies who come from India, but, living, but their families migrated to Dubai, but they now live here and they're doing uni work. They've asked me to come and speak at their uni. 
And I told them, yes, I'm coming. I'm going to come speak at your uni. They go to City University. They said, can you come and speak? We just love the way you speak. We know that our uni needs this. Like when everybody comes to hear from you, it's going to be crazy and we're going to do that. I said, yes, I'm coming. They just don't know that it's not me that's going that day. I'm sending Leah. I'm sending Leah. I can go and I will speak a very mad, powerful, very motivational, but I don't want to don't want to because I'm going to be looking at these people and I'm just thinking mm, but Hiprinda but Patesh we can do more than this and I don't just want to put the mic down and, and be you know I'm a very angry person a very irritable person I'm very uh, like F this like come on let's get down let's get, let's get to the chase like really 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 with all this book knowledge and brain you have Patesh let us come together and build something. You know, that's what I would do. At least Leah can do, you know, <laughs> speak those Englishes. I cannot do it. After a while, I'm going to get annoyed. And that's me maturing still. I'm still growing and I'm developing to that level. I'm going to get there in Jesus' name. I'm going to get there. But I think in this work, you grow for a place of being very rugged and just misguided and then you mature. I think so. I think you mature. But at first, you're just very angry. You just want to get things done. You're just like, blah, 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 blah. But then you, then, yeah, as you're, getting, as you're getting more knowledge, the knowledge gets you in control of yourself. Yeah. So most times when we're asking people to take control of yourself, unfortunately, it's not as easy as that. You need the knowledge to control yourself. Otherwise, it would just be vain words. But anyway, City University is coming and we're going to speak there and we're going to do what we need to do, deliver a very powerful keynote speech in the uni through Leah. But I'm just saying, though, after a while, you're just like, OK, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm called to do. But even in that knowing, you're still knowing more or still in a position where you need to know more on how to execute it. So, yes, I can know. I'm going to be a billionaire and a very powerful person. I can know that I'm called to advise leaders. I'm called to raise leaders. I'm called to show leaders. But then I've also got to know how to do that. So there's levels of knowledge. There's stages of knowledge. So this is why Jesus was very keen to keep exposing the disciples or some of the disciples to certain things. What he was actually doing there was giving them more knowledge, more insight on what to do when he leaves. So I'm now beginning to understand the scripture where it says a student will never be greater than the master because the teacher is always all-knowing. That's, like that, that's like you saying you're going to be greater than the Holy Spirit or better than the Holy Spirit or no more. The Bible says, no, you will be like them. So if I'm going to be like PT, if I'm going to be like Christ, what do I do? I put myself in the position of a student. And that's why I titled today, Dear Student. Everything okay there, sir? Or cold? Put the heater on and you'll be fine. Okay. Go find one if you have to. Don't distract me. That's why I titled today, Dear Student. Never leave the position of learning. Never grow to a place in life. And the fact that you guys are on today listening to me and hearing my voice 
I already know you're in a position of being a student. You're in a position where you want to know more. You want to learn more so that you can become. You don't just go and learn more because you too want to wear a Prada hat, a bucket hat, or you want to drive a Bentley. That should not be your desire. You should know, you should desire to know what constitutes a leader. You must desire to know what built up a Pastor Nikki, what built up a PT, what builds up a PSAM or whoever we look at. I want to know what's inside of them, not what they have, because whatever they have is a result of what's inside of them. So I'm a, I'm a faithful student to whatever they know. The exterior things can come and go, but what's on the inside, if that's constantly built up, if those things go away, we can bring them back at any time. I want to know what the money culture team is made off of. There should never be a time where they tell me, oh, we're not making money. Then I will know what is truly constituting in them or what they are truly made up of. That's another word for constitute. I will know what they're truly made up of. If they're made up of the word, then guess what? If they have one million today and it's gone, they will be able to make that one million tomorrow. Dear student. Don't take your eyes off the word because what the word is trying to do is teach you and lead you to a new level of understanding of yourself. There are areas of your life that you've not fully got to even know yet as a result of you not studying why it is there or why certain things are there. I pledge to be a faithful student. I never want to leave that position. I never want to look at somebody else and say, you're learning, I've got it. I've, you've, we, don't, we, don't, we don't get it until we get it. And even that getting, we don't know when or how. So the guy that Jesus asked to take, to, 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 to get rid of, uh, uh, give to the poor, what he was really asking him, and the way I understood that scripture a bit better, was Jesus asking him to let go of what he knows? Because guess what money does sometimes when you've accumulated wealth, whether it's in the form of physical cash money or what you have, it's still a knowledge. This guy would have held on to this wealth because he would have been thinking to himself, well, if I have this money, this and this will happen. It's a knowledge. It's a nurture. So there are some things we have to let go of, some habits that we have to let go of. You know, I think I'm, myself and Pastor Ryan, we're going to go on some um, elocution, articulation classes. Not, not, another, none, other, none other than the fact that I just want us to do it. I want to see if it, if, if it can change the way we speak. Because we've picked up some lazy habits along the way and the way we talk sometimes can sound um, not exactly the way we want to project the way we want to say certain things so we're going to do it myself and him doesn't mean anything doesn't mean it. I just want to see just want to see <laughs> so we unlearn to learn family students and if you study and remain students long enough, it will put you in the position of teaching. So what did I start with today? Knowledge leads to 
Come on, guys. Knowledge leads to control, which leads to strategy, which leads to system. System is government. System is government. You might have to note that down, guys, so you don't miss it. So you know how lead uh, how knowledge or what the you know the purpose of knowledge and what it will eventually lead to if you know enough you will be in a position to rule you know africa as a whole needs leadership and i perceive that pastor toby adebuega will be the first african leader president prime minister however you want to put it whatever it will look like that the world has ever seen Because Africa doesn't have one total leader. It has many leaders, right? But there needs to be one spearhead over Africa. There's too many voices. And I perceive in my heart that Pastor Toby Adebuega will be the first African leader. Not a country as in Nigeria. I'm talking about Africa as a whole. He will be the first. And if it's not him physically, it will be one of his sons. Mark my words. Take note of those words. It will have to be. It will have to be. Nigeria in its state right now, in a state of complete devolution, if that is a word, the only hope is to have somebody as rugged, as careless but careful, as hard but also loving, as tough but gentle, as nurturing and breaking, as PT. I, I mentioned a lot of oxymorons there, if you had heard that. They all lead to the kind of leadership that we need. Because when I came into this family, there was no such thing as, let me give you a hug and a kiss and everything is going to be fine. No, I was kicked into the water. I told you this the other day, right? I was thrown into the deep end, even though I know that the heart of love was watching over me, knowing that I would never sink. So you need to be tough, yet very gentle. Hard, yet very loving. And those were the attributes that were given to me. And I think it's needed in Africa right now. So we'll raise new frontier leaders that will get the job done, truly get the job done. That's what I perceive. That's what I've come to share with you today. That's what I've came to, say, to share with you today, dear students, is to remain in a position of learning, of, followers, of following, and like I say, don't worry about powerful, mad words. Worry about the words that will give you instructions. Worry about the words that will give you the next level or next set of things to be obedient to. What did Jesus say to Peter? He said, come, follow, instruction. Instruction. There was no mad word like, ooh, revelé, revelé, revelé. You know Christianity, we love revelé, revelé. It leads nowhere. 
The true revolution is you becoming what the world has never seen before. That's the true revolution. That's what we've got to be striving for and pushing for. So I pledge to remain a student for the rest of my life. I pledge to remain a disciple of this work, because that's what student is, a disciple. Uh, I pledge to remain a disciple of this word for the rest of my life, knowing that I do not know anything. There's a scripture somewhere that does speak about that, for I know nothing and da-da-da. And what I know, I da-da-da-da. That's 1 Corinthians. We read that the other day. So we allow the word to mature as family. Remain consistent in your building. Remain consistent in your followership. Don't start one day and stop the next day. It doesn't work. Be consistent and see the fruit of it. Find where this work is leading us to. Knowledge is going to system. Knowledge, control, strategy, system. If you've got system, you've got the world. Have you taken something from tonight, family? Thank you, George. I pledge with you also. Have you taken something from tonight that you will go away with and maybe when you open your next SoundCloud, you will go there with a bit more strategy. You will say, Lord, I've come here to know. Now we understand when scripture says to know you and the power of your resurrection. He was basically saying that, listen, everything that you are, everything that you've become, and I shared this with you guys on Saturday or so, everything, or Friday I did, um, everything that you are or constitutes you being Jesus, I want to embody that so I can experience the same power in my community. Forever remaining a student of this word, forever. If you want to be kept saved, if you want to be kept powerful and prosperous, you stay in this word. Thank you, Osas. Knowledge, control, strategy, system. That's the flow of things. You know, when you've clocked that somebody has stopped learning, you do know that your job is to lead them. Uh, no. uh, uh, uh. Let me say that again. When you've clocked that somebody has stopped or chosen to stop learning, you do know they're supposed to be your employees. You pay them to do jobs. You pay them to do jobs. So I get it now. Because this person has just chosen to stop learning, the best we can do is pay them to do a job. They are your employees. Whatever they know, you use them for the little that they know. That's all they can manage. All they can manage. There's no point you trying to force something into something that is rejecting. It, doesn't, it won't work. No matter how much knowledge, how much love, compassion you put on them, they are not, unless they surrender and say, I'm willing to learn. Uh -uh. But if they've shown you that this is where they stop in their learning, don't try and force them to even get anything. You will be frustrated. You will be fr and you will get angry. Like, why are they just not getting it? No, they weren't destined to. They are your employees. You pay them to do job. You pay them. <laughs> I've clocked it now. So you can't get angry with those people. You can't. No 
don't get angry and waste your time. You just, just dash them. Don't do your job and believe in. Thank you. Whatever the small that they've got may be useful for what you're trying to build. So now that goes back to the statement, people need to be the way they are so that you can be what you need to be. If I'm going to be a global leader, I don't need certain people to also have that mindset as well. I just need them to be the best at what they do. That just builds what I'm trying to do. Do you get that? Hey, things are beginning to make more sense when you begin to develop a knowledge and understanding of what the word is saying. So certain people have to be the way they are so that you can be what you need to be. Please take that note and put it in your notes somewhere. So don't get angry anymore. Even though I too, I'll still get angry sometimes. I'm just thinking, you're a bastard. Why are you like this? But then later on, I'll come home and be like, no, 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 they have to be that way. They can't be any more. They can't be any less. If they are, you cannot be the Pastor Nikki that you need to be. Do you understand that? Or does, do, does that, do you understand that? So now when people behave a certain way, as a leader, you don't get as frustrated anymore. Because you're just, they need to be that way. They need to be that way. Certain people have to be the way they are so that you can be what you need to be. You develop more knowledge. In fact, if you are sharp enough, whatever knowledge that they have, the little, you just add it. Mm, you don't add it to your bank, God forbid. You just put it to use so that you can spend time building up your knowledge that leads to world reformation. I love you all so very much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm hope, no, tomorrow we have our covenant service with PT, the man of God, and I know it's going to be powerfully explosive. Um, this Friday is, the, this Friday is a soft launch that's going to lead to an official launch, and I will give those who I choose to invite or who we choose to invite, the official day for the launch, uh, which may happen sometime next week. Um, but if you get a message, receive it and enjoy it. It's not for you to pass around. If it's been given to you, then it's for you and you alone. So um, I appreciate you all. I love you all so very much. Well done for building together. I want you to keep looking in your houses and your families and finding where you can support the work more and more, how you can build more and more, how you can support uh, whatever is happening around us, not just in elite, but you've got to check what's happening in Pulse, Connect, Powerbase, COD, and all the other families and find out how you can contribute to a, a growing and thriving economy that the nation family is building. Don't forget it is common wealth that we are getting to. So it is useless to say, well, it's only Post and Connect that have and Elite doesn't. No, that is not a thriving state. That is not commonwealth. Yes. So we've all got to be thriving and building effectively. I love you all so very much. I'm looking forward to the one, 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 one service. So I hope you're all registering your souls. Can you hear that? It sounds so nasally. One, 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 one service and you're getting ready for that. <laughs> and hopefully we'll have charisma down, um, but the word is everything. The word is vital. The word is knowledge. Knowledge leads to life. Yeah, it leads to life. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless you all. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>